friends out there in podcast land, welcome to the latest episode of Bible Stories for Snarky People. I'm Sarah. And I'm Josh. And I was wrong. What? I was wrong. Uh, did you say you were wrong? <sighs> yes, okay. Okay, I was wrong. Does anyone else out there have trouble admitting you were wrong, especially about something you care deeply about? It's it's okay, really. What were you wrong about? Oh, it's terrible. I accidentally misled you, you believed me, and I, I just don't like it when we put misinformation out there online. There's enough of that going on in the world intentionally as it is. Well, it wasn't intentional, so get over yourself. Mm. Set your ego off to the side and have fun with it. Have fun being wrong? Sure. Haven't we done it before? Way back in the days of our first episodes on Jonah? Oh, yeah. I was wrong about Jonah not being mentioned in the Bible outside his own book. Right. In episode four, we corrected that mistake. Like this. Breaking news. There was only one Abimelech. Wait. That's the mistake? Yes! I maintained in the last episode that the Abimelech in Isaac's story was a different person from the one in Abraham's story, but they're definitely one and the same. Well, what would it have taken to catch this mistake ahead of time? Oh, just a slightly more careful reading of the text, or a quick glance at Wikipedia. Abimelech of Gerar was Abimelech of the Philistines because Gerar was a Philistine city. And the actual text we read out loud says that plain as day. And Isaac went to Gerar to King Abimelech of the Philistines, chapter 26, verse 1. Uh, you know, it's not really a big deal, right? Yeah, well, you said to have fun with this. So now let's figure out how this changes things. You'll remember first that Abraham totally fooled Abimelech into thinking Sarah was his sister, not his wife. Right. And when Abimelech found out the truth, he was angry because of the potential fallout for someone taking advantage of a married woman. Right. But instead of punishing Abraham, he offered them protection and allowed Abraham to get super rich. Yes. So now picture this. A generation later, Abraham's son Isaac goes to Gerar with his own wife, Rebekah, and says to King Abimelech, she is my sister. And Abimelech believes him. Again! Yes, and when he learns the truth... He offers them protection and allows them to get even richer! Right! Wow, falling for the same grift twice? Philistines sure are stupid. And it may be that this was the whole reason for repeating the story, to drive that message home. Well, I suppose that does make it a bit more interesting. Yeah. Now we just hope Abimelech doesn't live long enough to get tricked by Jacob as well. Yeah, thankfully we're done with patriarchs putting matriarchs' physical safety and honor in danger. But don't worry, Jacob will have a whole bunch of new tricks up his sleeve. Oh boy, I can't wait. <laughs> and we fixed our mistake with no trouble at all. Yeah, it wasn't so bad to be wrong. And did you notice something? What? When I taught you a blatant falsehood in the last episode, I said it using the words, well, actually. So this just goes to show you. A person who says, well, actually, may sound like he knows what he's talking about. But it's very likely he has no clue. Right. I'm just going to banish that phrase from my vocabulary from now on. And so we proceed. The Book of Genesis, Chapter 27. 
When Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, he called his elder son Esau and said to him, My son. And he answered, Here I am. Hineni, behold me. He said, See, I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Now then, take your weapons, your quiver and your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me. Then prepare for me savory food such as I like, and bring it to me to eat, so that I may bless you before I die. Now Rebekah was listening when Isaac spoke to his son Esau. Oh no, what is she planning? So when Esau went to the field to hunt for game and bring it, Rebekah said to her son Jacob, I heard your father say to your brother Esau, Bring me game and prepare for me savory food to eat, that I may bless you before the Lord before I die. Now, therefore, my son, obey my word as I command you. Go to the flock and get me two choice kids so that I may prepare from them savory food for your father such as he likes. And you shall take it to your father to eat so that he may bless you before he dies. Yeah, I knew it. This is not good. Old Isaac is going blind and his wife is going to take advantage of that. But Jacob said to his mother, Rebekah, Look, my brother Esau is a hairy man, and I am a man of smooth skin. Perhaps my father will feel me, and I shall seem to be mocking him and bring a curse on myself and not a blessing. How hairy is Esau that this is a factor you need to take into account? His mother said to him, Let your curse be on me, my son. Only obey my word and go, get them for me. So he went and got them and brought them to his mother. And his mother prepared savory food, such as his father loved. It seems like Isaac would be able to taste the difference between a wild hunted animal and a domesticated farm animal. Then Rebekah took the best garments of her elder son Esau, which were with her in the house, and put them on her younger son Jacob. And she put the skins of the kids on his hands and on the smooth part of his neck. Esau's that hairy? Then she handed the savory food and the bread that she had prepared to her son Jacob. So he went in to his father and said, My father, and he said, Here I am. Hineni! Who are you, my son? Even if he's mostly blind, people have different sounding voices. Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. Now sit up and eat of my game so that you may bless me. I am Esau, your, your, your firstborn, definitely not your younger, wimpier son, girl. But Isaac said to his son, How is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? He answered, Because the Lord your God granted me success. Uh, I know we haven't gotten to the Ten Commandments yet, but that definitely counts as taking the Lord's name in vain. Not to mention bearing false witness. You'd think God would be pretty unhappy about this. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Come near, that I may feel you, my son, to know whether you are really my son Esau or not. He's suspicious. Abort! Abort! So Jacob went up to his father Isaac, who felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. Uh, figure it out, man. Is Esau really that hairy? He did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. He said, are you really my son Esau? He answered, I am. 
You'd think that if he were this suspicious, he'd call in a servant at this point and say, You can see, is this really Esau? Then he said, Bring it to me, that I may eat of my son's game and bless you. So he brought it to him, and he ate. And he brought him wine, and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, Come near and kiss me, my son. So he came near and kissed him, and he smelled the smell of his garments. Gosh, Esau needs to wash his clothes. And blessed him and said, Ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. I suppose a lot of people smelled like manure back then. May God give you the dew of heaven and of the fatness of the earth and plenty of grain and wine. Let peoples serve you and nations bow down to you. Be lord over your brothers and may your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you and blessed be everyone who blesses you. It is done. So that's what a blessing is. I wonder what a curse would sound like. As soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, when Jacob had scarcely gone out from the presence of his father Isaac, his brother Esau came in from his hunting. Out the window, like Groucho Marx, just in the nick of time. He also prepared savory food and brought it to his father. And he said to his father, Let my father sit up and eat of his son's game so that you may bless me. Uh Uh-oh, what's going to happen now? His father Isaac said to him, Who are you? He answered, I am your firstborn son, Esau. Then Isaac trembled violently. Is it really that bad? And said, Who was it then that hunted game and brought it to me? And I ate it all before you came, and I have blessed him. Yes, and blessed he shall be. Are there no takebacks? When Esau heard his father's words, he cried out with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, me also, father. Man, this is just sad. But he said, Your brother came deceitfully, and he has taken away your blessing. A blessing can be stolen, I guess. Esau said, Is he not rightly named Jacob? For he has supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright, and look, now he has taken away my blessing. Reminder, Jacob means heel grabber. Like you're tripping someone in a race. Then he said, Have you not reserved a blessing for me? Isaac answered Esau, I have already made him your lord, and I have given him all his brothers as servants, and with grain and wine I have sustained him. What then can I do for you, my son? Is the blessing that literal? I thought it was mostly just poetry. Esau said to his father, Have you only one blessing, father? Bless me, me also, father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. (laughs) Then his father Isaac answered him, See, away from the fatness of the earth shall your home be, and away from the dew of heaven on high. By your sword you shall live, and you shall serve your brother. But when you break loose, you shall break his yoke from your neck. Okay, and that would be the curse. Why is he getting cursed? Can't he just have net zero blessing? Now Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father had blessed him. Understandably. And Esau said to himself, 
The days of mourning for my father are approaching. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. Looking forward to his father's death so he can murder his brother. Yeah, this family's dysfunctional. But the words of her elder son Esau were told to Rebekah. So she sent and called her younger son Jacob and said to him, Your brother Esau is consoling himself by planning to kill you. Rebekah, why did you not predict any consequences for your actions? Now therefore, my son, obey my voice. Flee at once to my brother Laban in Haran and stay with him for a while until your brother's fury turns away, until your brother's anger against you turns away and he forgets what you have done to him. With that curse, I don't think he's likely to. Then I will send and bring you back from there. Why should I lose both of you in one day? It's your own fault. Would it kill you to admit you were wrong? Then Rebekah said to Isaac, I am weary of my life because of the Hittite women. Wait, what? If Jacob marries one of the Hittite women such as these, one of the women of the land, what good will my life be to me? That took a sudden turn, away from brotherly angst to Rebecca being racist and petty. And that's the end of the chapter. Really? Mm -hmm. You couldn't have ended the chapter with the big drama? There's no accounting for some of the chapter breaks in the Bible. I feel like we need to talk about the whole blessing and curse thing. Yes. Because it doesn't sound like the blessings we hear in church today. Okay, so I'm a priest and I get to bless people a lot. I might say casually blessings to you, or I might formally bless someone in a ritual, like in healing prayer, a confession, or a wedding. But even those formal prayers don't sound like what we see here, which sounds more like something you'd find in Greek mythology. These blessings change someone's destiny. Exactly. This is super ancient stuff. And people of most, if not all, ancient cultures had strong ideas about blessings and curses. A deathbed blessing from a father to a son wasn't just sending good vibes. It was supposed to actually make something happen in the world. And if you look at the words of this blessing, it clearly says that the receiver will have people bow down to them and that they will rule over their brothers, which sort of explains why Esau gets his curse. If Jacob is the winner, Esau kind of has to be the loser. But it all leaves me wondering, if ancient peoples had stronger ideas about blessings and curses than we do, what do we believe today? When I bless someone, am I just sending vague good vibes? And I don't think anybody believes that saying bless you to a sneeze will actually help the person get better. A good example. It used to mean more than it does today. Now it's just polite. But when I lay my hands on someone's head in church and bless them? I don't know. You're the one who's been to seminary. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean I have more understanding of these things. For my part, it feels different when it's more intentional. And many people have stories about prayers and blessings helping them get through hard times and even changing the course of their lives. And that sounds like the purpose of Isaac's blessing. Yeah. But his blessing can never be taken back or redirected? Great question. But remember just how concrete blessings were understood to be. You could no more take back a blessing than you could unpour spilled milk or get toothpaste back into the tube again. 
And that leaves Esau with nothing. Remember, too, that Esau is the ancestor of the Edomites, Israel's later adversary. These stories not only paint the Edomites as fools, but they also explain why the Edomites must not have power over Israel. Like the Philistines in the previous chapter. Right. So now Jacob is on the run. Let's hope Esau doesn't find out about his mother's involvement. Mm, yeah. Actually, it's kind of weird that we remember Jacob as the trickster when Rebecca is the one who came up with the plan. Sexism? Well, Jacob's not done being the trickster yet. Looks like we'll be seeing Uncle Laban again. Yeah. I kind of like that guy from when we met Rebecca. When there's trouble at home, it's nice to be able to spend some time with a kindly uncle. And cousins. Cousin time is the best. <laughs> Sarah, I know you miss your cousins, but we need to wrap up this episode. Right. I'm Sarah. And I'm Josh. And we'll see you next time on Bible Stories for Snarky People. 